0: last week on this paranormal life five friends drove 50 miles north to chico california to watch a local basketball game and that was the last time any of them were seen alive the police started investigating the disappearance but they couldn't find anything June 4th, a group of motorcyclists were driving up in the woods around 19 miles from where the Montego car was found. They rode past a nearby trailer that was maintained by the Forest Service. The front window had been smashed. The men approached the cabin and slowly pushed the door open. Hey everyone, welcome back to part two of the American Dyatlov Pass mystery incident. We're very excited to be back with our
1: conclusion episode to what happened in this case. That's right. We started off last week with a smorgasbord of different sort of paranormal setups. And believe it or not, we are going to go down the rocky road, the dark wormhole that is this mystery, and end up uh, at a yes or a no whether this is paranormal or not. So to catch you up with the story, if you haven't listened to part one, definitely check it out. But this is where we are so
0: far. February 25th, five friends drove 50 miles north to Chico, California to watch a basketball game. Their names were Bill Sterling, Jack Hewitt, Ted Weiner, Jack Madruga, and Gary Mathias. But as we know, when they left the game, they never arrived home. Their car was found all the way out in the woods, in the middle of nowhere, completely abandoned, and all the men had disappeared. In hindsight, I didn't need a whole episode to, to build up to that point. Oh, f***. We actually covered it pretty quickly in that roundup.
1: We, <laughs> yeah. might, we might go back and delete the first one and just lead with this. If you haven't heard part one, f*** it you don't need to part two is going now this is the only time we'll ever say that
0: i've already had the whole week people in the paranormal commune putting me on blast for my 15 minute episode this is jeff the mongoose all over again people the cult has turned on me I promised you a bangin' ending and
1: I'm gonna deliver. This story's gonna get weird. That's right, because Rory has drunk that thing of petrol last week. The gasoline. Didn't work out exactly the way we anticipated. No, I have robot lungs now. Is there any of you that, you look like (laughs) Robocop. Is there (laughs) any of you that isn't robot at this point? Negative, I am almost 100% robot. Well, hopefully Rory hasn't lost any of his storytelling
0: ability. It's all here, brother, don't worry. And I got metal lungs, so I don't need to breathe. We can power through this thing. Our story ended when a group of motorcycle driving men discovered that a cabin that was maintained by the Forest Service had a broken window and they went in to investigate. So, the men slowly approached the cabin and opened the front door. It was dark, cold, with a chilling breeze blowing through the broken window. The men noticed a figure in the corner of the room on the bed. The figure was wrapped head to toe in multiple sheets, lying motionless. One of the men slowly unraveled the sheet to reveal a frostbitten hand. Shush. Beside the body on the table was a nickel ring that had the name engraved on it, Ted. It was the body of Ted Ware, one of the men who had gone missing four months ago. Only one of them? Only one of the group? Only one of the group found Frostbitten and kind of wrapped ceremoniously in a blanket, almost as if it was after his death. The motorcyclists immediately call the police and tell them what they found. Officers and a forensic team arrive at the trailer to investigate the scene, and finally maybe get some answers to what happened that night four months ago. But like every piece of evidence in this case so far, it only raised more questions. The men disappeared four months ago. Now, that's a long time. So at this point, Ted's body should
1: basically be a skeleton. Mm -hmm. There's no reason it should still look this normal. Oh, I guess. I didn't really think about that. I kind of imagined maybe the cold would- Had, like, preserved it? Preserve him? I'm not too sure. I think- by this point, he should pretty much be. Well, I guess. Sorry, the cold is thawed. It's summer at this point, so yeah. Months and months. Sorry, have I'm gone being by. silly. Because, like, if you die in, on Mount Everest, you're not going anywhere. You're perfectly preserved. But yeah, actually, I'm talking nonsense. If this is in a forest by summertime, the body would decompose.
0: Exactly. But when the forensic team unraveled the sheets, the autopsy showed that Ted had been alive in this cabin for at least 13 weeks. What? Yeah. In what? F- in fact, he hadn't just died of
1: hypothermia, but also starvation. Oh my God. is that crazy? This is a rapidly changing picture. And it's only going to get weirder, my friend. Over three of these four months, yeah. he was alive. He they- was alive till three <laughs> weeks prior to being found dead. They were off finding him alive by, I think they worked it out to be a couple of weeks. Holy shit. They'd have to feel pretty bad about that. Yeah. Like at what point were they just procrastinating the search effort? Yeah, exactly.
0: Ted had been in this cabin for so long that he'd grown a large beard and lost nearly half of his body weight. Besides the ring on the table was his wallet, a gold necklace, and a golden watch missing a crystal in the middle, which his family would later claim wasn't his. Either he picked it up on the way, or maybe there was someone else in the cabin, or maybe it was there in the cabin before he got there. But even stranger, his shoes were
1: missing. And we're nowhere to be found in the cabin. I mean, he's not going to willingly throw them away in winter. So we can kind of assume someone's interfered at this point.
0: Or, yeah, because even I think if you're walking in the snow and it's really thick and you're, you're running and you, like, lose your shoes, you don't you don't go like, oh, there's no time.
1: You go, no, I'm going back for the shoes. It's, it's so cold. There's no, like... <laughs> I'll swing by JD Sports no, after I no. get back, after I have a spot of lunch at the cabin. You're going back for the shoes. You go, oh yeah, I've been lost from civilization for months. It, it, my shoes are my life. You drop your wallet, fine. You yeah. don't need money in
0: the wilderness. No. You drop emergency radar kit, leave it behind. That's, that's not going to help you in the wilderness. Mm, you leave your know. phone behind, Phones. you really? think a grizzly bear cares we, we when a bear shows up you're gonna go
1: boop, 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 boop. oh hi police can you help come save me from this grizzly yeah that, that would actually be the perfect thing to do in, in that instance they can do that they can what you call the police yeah well the bear can but yeah if you have it that i mean that would have solved this entire problem I've, if you could just call for yeah. help or indeed the radar system that you mentioned that you might be that's able to actually, navigate your way out of the woods. That's not In fact, idea. even if you had lost your shoes, if you had the radar on the phone, you're pretty much golden.
0: Yeah, no, I think about it. That's actually, I pro- I should have gone back for those.
1: Now well, that this happened to me. Cut to you at your Duke of Ed <laughs> camping training. The whole camp wakes up one morning. Where the f*** are all of our shoes and devices? Rory's <laughs> winging them one by one into the lake. Don't need those where you're going, (laughs) you're going with us. So a lot of
0: strange things have happened so far, but the most puzzling part is yet to come. The trailer they investigated, which as I mentioned, was maintained by the forest service, contained matches, firewood, and heavy winter clothing, all untouched. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, does it? There were a few ration cans on the floor, but an even larger storage unit of rations remained intact, even though it had enough supplies to last all five men an entire year.
1: Bizarre. So these cabins are prepared with almost exactly this scenario in mind. Yeah. That someone could come across them at the start of winter and live out the entire winter there alone. Exactly. Ted essentially starved to
0: death surrounded by food. Also, a nearby shed held a butane tank with a valve that, if it had been turned, would have started the trailer's heating system. It was rigged up to be- I thought this was just, like, one of those- They stumbled upon a
1: gold mine! Rations for a year, a heating system, a fireplace, winter clothing. That sounds like a pretty nice holiday, all things considered. That would cost a pretty penny. It would. That's probably where Heart Attack Joe was headed with his family (laughs) before he kicked the bucket so with only ted's body found in the cabin sorry it's such a sad picture is like a man sneaking out at night to break into a park ranger's cabin and eat rations because you know then that one time that the rangers like it's like oh we're stuck out overnight at least let's go to god damn it joe (laughs) You've eaten all the tin beans again. Yeah, you shouldn't call your
0: countryside getaway a ranger's emergency supply <laughs> closet that you just
1: smash your way into and eat all the supplies like papa who does this place belong to it's ours junior i've got a timeshare on this place why did you have to break a padlock to get inside i share it between me and the ranger (laughs) anyway
0: eat your snacks whoop whoop he's here he's here grab the snacks and run (laughs) billy loses his shoes your shoes billy you don't need those in the wild he's taking off his shoes while he's running (laughs) (laughs) they can't trace us this way he's saying all this while having a second heart attack With only Ted's body found in the cabin, police began a search of the perimeter to see if they could find any trace of the other men, and it wasn't long before they did. On the road between the trailer and the abandoned Montego vehicle, police discovered the remains of Bill Sterling and Jack Madruga, both diagnosed with death by hypothermia. The search continued for two more days, until officers also found the remains of Jack Hewitt two miles north of the trailer, a completely different direction. This meant that Gary Mathias was the only one still to be found. We're already getting a bit of an idea of how these events could have taken place perhaps some of the men fell ill on the way to the trailer perhaps but then it it doesn't explain why jack hewitt is two miles north of the trailer everyone's pretty far scattered apart
1: i mean i don't know granted i am a very very sheltered city slicker yeah i know next to nothing about uh, surviving in the wilderness but it seems like you probably wouldn't split up given the opportunity Unless you have some, unless one person, you know, that switch flicks in their brain and they start swinging a pocket knife at everyone else yeah, for the yeah. last forest berry that you're all fighting over, then you should probably stick together uh, because, Which, you, know,
0: you know, that'll happen when you get, you know, when you're lost in the woods, you can't see anything
1: and all of a sudden the berry supply starts getting a little low. I feel like you're starting to draw on personal experience again. <laughs> this is back to the radar thing. It's every man for himself. It honestly is.
0: You have not known the taste of pure ecstasy till you have had a fresh
1: winter-kissed forest berry. Okay. That's all I'm saying. So you went from, like, it's all about survival and every man for himself to it seems you just really like the berries. (laughs) You didn't even need them. Sometimes I don't even wait
0: till the supplies are running out. Oh. Sometimes I realize... If I just have the knife at the start, I can make people get the berries for me. You can get more berries that way. How many
1: times have you
0: had to fight
1: over forest berries?
0: (laughs) You know how you got hunters and gatherers? I hunt the gatherers. It makes things pretty Inefficient actually. I don't know where to begin with that. Well, you wouldn't because you've never had the the taste of pure ecstasy of a winter-kissed forest berry. Why winter kiss? It's fresh. It's cold. There's no fridge out there in the wild. So a winter-kissed forest berry. <laughs> it's just
1: a cold berry.
0: It's a cold. It's a single cold berry, and it tastes like ecstasy when you have when you've been <laughs> the uh, drug. When you've been when you've been out in the woods, all right, chewing on bark and drinking piss for two weeks. Don't do, you know do how- that. Do you know how good a frozen, a
1: winter-kissed forest Berry can taste? I mean, of course. I mean, if you, in the regular world, eat piss and shit all day long, and then you have a Mars bar, it's going to taste, like, amazing, I guess. It's going to taste like a winter-kissed Mars bar, Is it? I was going to say, is it a regular Mars bar or is it winter-kissed? For the sake of argument winter case. i was gonna be pretty damn good go get me one uh the point being that i wouldn't imagine you would split up you are stronger smarter more capable of helping each other in numbers so to have them oh, more berries for a start right of in course numbers. let's try and move past the berries just for a minute uh, to have i them- feel like
0: you can't i feel like you can't that was a massive pause sir you're still holding the knife it's very distracting. I don't even need to, it to be a berry, really. If you just hand me a winter-kissed bug, a winter-kissed fish, anything from what the— Why just ice?
1: Just winter-kissed. You can get that winter. in the wild, of course. A winter-kissed ice cube would just do me fine. So to have them spread out by miles, not just feet or meters, that seems remarkable. So, we found the bodies
0: of four of the five men, Gary Mathias is still missing, and just when you thought this case couldn't get even more confusing. When the forensic team were searching the cabin, they found a pair of shoes that they believed to be Ted's, but they were Gary's, and Ted's shoes were gone. Weird. Really weird. On top of this, the rations that had been opened were opened by a P38 can opener which is a really strange military tool that only Matthias would have known how to
1: use as he was the only one who served in the military. Oh, weird. I mean, that's a complete other layer to this story. So the one so far remaining potentially alive member of this group is the only one to be uh, trained.
0: Yeah, yeah. And from this evidence that they discovered in the cabin, it seems that at some point, Matthias was also in the cabin Mm -hmm. with Ted. Some of the uh, possible reasons behind what is in that cabin is obviously Matthias was the only one who was able to open the rations. So he was the only one that was able to get into those
1: ones before he left. What kind of sick bastard cabin (laughs) rations are these that they're only openable by veterans? By like retired military equipment. Yeah, that's so backwards. I don't understand
0: that. You think, uh, to be fair, I don't remember what year this is, but maybe it was pretty far back. Mm. Because I feel feel like nowadays there would be like legit Hot Pockets and a microwave and like some Red Bulls in the freezer. Yeah. Like you're so well catered to that there is a freezer in case you get too hot from your very well maintained temperature
1: wise cabin. (laughs) It's like we used to put in all sorts of like nutritious varieties of tinned foods. We just figured it's easier to put in. 200 million calories of pop tarts i mean that's a cabin i want to get lost in (laughs) throwing some cheetos in there
0: some gatorade
1: winter kissed pop tarts, some
0: winter kissed pop tarts if i do now over the next few weeks police searched around the trailer and the surrounding woods but to this day gary matthias has never been found really yeah i was not expecting that Never been found. They never found his body. They don't
1: know whether he died somewhere out in the woods or whether he's still alive to this day. It's crazy, isn't it? That's the thing. Like, I guess in in winter you have this window, this period in winter where the bodies would be preserved if they passed away. But then, I guess once everything thaws out and there's a bunch of wild animals out there, those remnants could be gone forever. Yeah, but it's it's a little strange
0: Seeing how quickly they found the remains of every other person in that party. And I mean, within two days of finding the body in the cabin, they found all three other members. Yeah. We already know that he didn't break into the longer supply of rations. I don't know, unless he went military style and started hunting the wilderness. I don't know, where could he have gone? Did he. he he's either dead or found a way back into civilization and maybe something happened that
1: night that he doesn't want to be found? The fact that Ted survived for over three months, I mean, if you think that a couple of the other guys only made it two miles up the trail, to think what kind of distance you could cover with rations uh, or any amount of food and three months, you could he could be dozens or even hundreds of miles away if he found some way back to civilization, like you say.
0: Yeah. Well, to this day, police have never ruled out foul play. Jack's mother told the Washington Post that she believed that, quote unquote, some force had led the group astray, saying, we know good and well that somebody made them do it. I'm positive Jack never went up there on his own. Ted Ware's sister-in-law said, They must have seen something at that game, something in the parking lot. Maybe they saw it and didn't even realize that they saw it what like a supernatural force or maybe like some shady deal some weird thing that they weren't supposed to see and then the people who notice them seeing it chase them on the drive home
1: up into the woods up into the cabin a chase would explain some of it the fact that they kind of seemingly made irrational decisions all along the way as if something was pressuring them but by all accounts there's no external evidence of any pressure
0: yeah but it's strange because the case doesn't make any sense without it yeah. there would be no reason at all to keep on pushing forward mm-hmm. like there was no reason to drive the car in that direction no reason to leave the car when it was working perfectly fine no reason to push off into the wilderness even when you would found a, a cabin full of supplies it's so strange so i wanted to include this story on the podcast because you know it's a creepy mystery story it's similar to the dyatlov pass incident a lot of parallels drawn there so naturally it would be a great fit so no but the one thing we haven't talked about is the paranormal side to this story Mm -hmm. all right why did these men go up here what forced them was something chasing them did they see something strange that night that would force them to go up there i did a little research online and i couldn't find anything whoa no one was connecting this for paranormal means i don't think so i mean i searched a lot of reddit threads forums i went to the dark web found a bunch of weird shit on there i think i'm like I think I ordered uranium from a site by accident when I tried to click through to their forums. That can't be okay. I don't think so, but it's on its way. The concierge says there's a package for Rory. Just stick in your AirPods and keep walking. (laughs) You didn't hear anything. Stick in your AirPods. Leave your shoes behind and run into the woods. Look for some winter-kissed forest berries, my friend. Maybe
1: just mention to the guy, if you get another x-ray or commercial airline flight in your life, you might die. Yeah. (laughs) You're pushing it already, pal.
0: We should warn him for sure. But there were, in these forums, a lot of interesting theories about what happened that night. So I figured we could talk about a few of them. Mystery Machine 2 said, What I find strange is that the sheltered areas, like the trailer slash cabin, was not searched in the initial search. Had they checked, they may have found Ted alive. The only reason they were found was because someone noticed a broken window. Not saying there is a conspiracy, but I just find it really odd that those areas weren't checked, even weeks after.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'd have to you'd have to ask a ranger like what was it inaccessible did they decide it was too dangerous yeah i mean how bad could this weather have been that they couldn't physically access these permanent cabins exactly and i mean we
0: were not talking about because we said a storm rolled in but we like a storm does not doesn't last four months nope i guess maybe no one was under the assumption that someone could still have been alive up there after all of this which is quite sad jeez i guess but then also what's the point in these emergency cabins and trailers to fill them with all these supplies if not for this very reason
1: i mean do they do they put them there imagining that someone can shelter overnight but then eventually make their way back i suppose so i guess that's it or i guess like worst case scenario if
0: someone's gets trapped in there in an avalanche they have enough food and supplies to last them until someone can get them out super strange Laney says, this case is intriguing for the same reason the Dyatlov one is. Albeit, at least with Dyatlov, everything can kind of be explained with reasonable assumptions. First off, uh, no. No. Absolutely not. I think we came down with it was a military experiment and aliens were involved and there may have been some sort of night beast. I think we said yes
1: (laughs) to all of those. Yeah, Pretty
0: much every paranormal option out Mm -hmm. there. So Lainey, if you know what happened up there, can you please get in contact with us? She went on to say, why were they out there to begin with? It's so far from where they were going and to where they'd been. Why did they stop? Why did they go to the cabin and stay so long? It seems most likely to me that their individual mental states are the cause of everything here, especially the really odd behavior, like not eating any of the food. Now, she brings up a really good point. Uh... That is talked about a lot in this story, which is the mental health of these five men, because I believe a number of them suffered from mental illnesses, Mm. even though they were all on medication. And I mean, it was comfortable enough that they could do this sort of thing, go out, drive, hang out together. I don't think that there were any immediate problems. But then I guess maybe in a situation like this where you're pushed into a very stressful situation.
1: I mean, that brings out the worst in me. I killed a man for a winterberry. (laughs) So before you were and trying I'm to fine. allude that you never had been in the wilderness. This had never happened to you. Now you just come on and said it. I'm, I'm airing it all out in the open now. And I'm a normal person. And I'd do it again for a sweet, sweet <laughs> for half winter a berry. kiss. <laughs> for half a berry, lukewarm, summer kiss. <laughs> I'd do it for a summer kiss
0: ladybug. <laughs> so help me God. So yeah, that's talked about a number of times as a possible reason as to why they wouldn't eat the food. If they were under the impression that breaking into this cabin uh, was was trespassing, they would rather die than suffer the consequences of stealing people's
1: property. Got it. So without knowing exactly what the individual states of each man was, the fact that these men were not neurotypical means that we cannot apply the kind of rational thinking as we sit here in a quiet, calm room, we cannot apply our thinking to where their heads were that night in the in the middle of a storm. Exactly. Now, I will say that like these theories have been run by
0: the families of those men. Mm-hmm. And the, the families have completely denied it, saying... Yeah. Like, they obviously know these men quite well. And they would say, this is so uncharacteristic and strange. They would know to live rather than to yeah. steal something. Like, they're smart enough to understand the circumstances that they were in. So... I don't know. It's, it's an
1: option, but it's still very confusing. It's so tempting once you have kind of a um, a clause like that to do with the story, to do with where these men's heads were at, that we want to just kind of write it off at that point and say, yeah. say that, well, it was a situation of their own design at that point. But like you say, these families were like, no, this isn't in line with anything they had ever done in their adult lives to date. Yeah, they
0: see the families every time they're interviewed are much more in favor of the idea that something or someone chased them or pushed them into this situation. God. That it was a much more dramatic thing rather than like we're lost, we need to explore. And then S Mike 12 or Smike 12, not sure what it is, said, "I don't know what happened
1: here, but this shit is haunted. I smell a conspiracy." I like your line of thinking. Uh, I don't know if we can really come out and say that about this this early in, in the investigation, but uh, yeah, I'll like where your head's at, Smike,
0: Smike Twelve. You know, I, I'm w- I'm with you, brother. I, I smell a conspiracy when a conspiracy is around. Unfortunately, I did the hunting. I looked for any case of government activity in the forests around Yuba City and Chico. I went as far to Google the words "snow ghost." Sure that's not a thing that's a band but it's not a thing i learned to I were learned. they
1: good at least? i didn't listen i, okay. did, I was
0: under the, the under pressure snow i I googled snow ghost snow beast mm. winter cryptid yeah uh, a lot of these different things and um almost zero hits <laughs> it's remarkable how few responses i got back from that however college basketball ghosts were penny. oh yeah yeah i think they witnessed some sort of flubber experiment that night but you know what i always say you know if you google something and you don't find it it's because the fat cats on the top don't want you to find it that's right why don't you go ahead and google RMIBs real last time i did that my laptop shut down immediately bam gone all my files all my coursework like
1: i had to repeat uh my second year of university i'm pretty sure that thing's up like a 1997 power book though it's yeah it it was run it was running fine
0: before i googled it okay it was running perfectly fine Mm -hmm. i had all my shit on it. i had all my coursework i had all my 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 dissertation which was you know in in uh it was animated realism and film which i thought was actually pretty freaking good and then i think Oh, gee, I'm, I'll take a five minute break. Uh, tappity tap, tap, tap. Where do the M- MIBs live? <laughs> it, is, it sounds like you had your entire life, entire adult life stored everything, on this thing. Everything. Yeah. I don't trust. I don't trust a lot of things in life. I don't trust hard drives. I don't trust backups. I don't trust paper. You know what happens? The paper blows away.
1: So, so think where, about that? where do you keep information?
0: I kept it on my computer.
1: Which is a hard drive. You
0: realize that. Now I keep it in a book. You th- that's paper. Yeah, but it's locked down. I've got it locked down between the hard corners. Which are also paper. They're tougher paper. But the thing about a book is it can't blow away and it can't go away. And that's why all of my secrets and all of my shit is right here in the top drawer beside my...
1: You don't know where it is. You can't find it. I lost the book. I'm going to be real with you. I lost the book. I was expecting something massive, Holy but you've lost it. I lost the book. I I don't know where it's gone. What's in it? Like, is there anything sensitive? Anything that could like- Everything. Everything? uh, Diaries from day one to now. Well, I wasn't really thinking about that. I was thinking like passports, credit card number, bank information. All of
0: it. All of it.
1: My confession for when I killed that man over a berry. Well, you just confessed on air, but- Oh, wait, the book's right over there under your pillow, bro. Oh. Oh. You did just confess the murder. Right. But my passwords are safe and my diary. I think the police are
0: outside. No one's going to find out about my crush on Megan. So that's what I really cared about.
1: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. Kit, this year has gone by so quickly, what's something that you're proud of in 2024 Ooh. so far? Go!
1: Mmm, okay. Uh, well, I managed to capture a deadly cryptid and lock it in my basement. Okay, and tell me, did mm. you
0: take time to celebrate that win?
1: Oh, yeah, not really. Uh, I'm scared if I let my guard down, it'll escape. In life, it's important that we slow down, acknowledge
0: our progress, and set goals that inspire us.
1: I can't even sleep at night. I'm so scared this thing is going to break out. When it comes to finding time for ourselves and our goals,
0: BetterHelp can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. You can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited
1: to your schedule. It's time to take a moment and celebrate your wins. What if the win you're celebrating is so big, no basement can hold it? Okay,
0: you might need to move house. But for everyone else, there is BetterHelp. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. So we got a lot of different theories about what happened ranging from conspiracy theory, people suffering from mental health, people being chased into the wilderness, possibly just five men who got lost and a bunch of mad shit happened to them. Kit, I mean, can you piece this thing together in any way possible? This is
1: definitely a nebulous story, and that's obviously why it's drawn so many comparisons with the Dyatlov Pass incident, which if people don't remember, it just... Basically, we were. Le- it was like one of these movies where you get the final scene at the very start and then you spend the rest of the goddamn uh, movie working backwards, trying to pick it apart. But except with outlaw, you just never get any closer to the solution. That's a little bit like what happened here. You're left with four bodies strewn across the ice in a park 70 miles from where they were supposed to be and one missing forever by all accounts and almost zero explanation, almost... The opposite of an explanation for yeah. how they got there. There's really n- no rational way that could have occurred. Well, people, again, people have examined
0: the maps and, you know, people have said there is literally zero, there's a 0% chance that they got to this place by accident. Yeah, It's so far out of the way, it would be almost impossible to reach this point by accident. They drove so far into the wilderness. There was no reason to do this
1: at all. Like, I cannot stress that enough. And I guess that's what one of the things I can't help but think is that it almost has some similarities to the lead mask case we covered a little while ago, where these two men went off kind of into the wilderness Uh, for seemingly supernatural reasons um, that weren't immediately clear to those around them but it sort of defied all logic as to why they did it and we see a little bit of that here and I can't help but wonder do we jump to a paranormal explanation just because it doesn't make logical sense or is this just something that really just doesn't make any sense and doesn't have a paranormal explanation either. We talk to these families and they say, these guys wouldn't have done this. They were normal in every other way. Why would they have gone out and done something like this? And I wonder, is a a crazy paranormal explanation, is a crazy dramatic explanation, kind of a coping mechanism for these folks to try and come to terms with what may be a kind of freak Set of circumstances.
0: Yeah, I think what you said is is bang right, where it's like immediately, you know, as paranormal investigators, we look to the paranormal to explain the things that can't be explained in the regular world. Yeah. But maybe what we're looking at is just a set of normal circumstances. Well, circumstances based in this world that are very abnormal. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot to tie into this story that we mentioned in the first episode. And haven't even mentioned here, like the man who was having a heart attack mentioned that he saw the car, that they turned off the lights, that he saw a woman holding a baby Mm -hmm. and a second pickup truck arrive around the scene, which obviously wasn't abandoned because it wasn't there the next day. Granted, he was delirious from his heart pain. True, But all these things to take into consideration. I think the more... I looked into this case and the more I broke down all the facts, it just didn't make any sense. I think the closest theory that I can agree with is for some reason they drove into the woods. For some, you're going to hear a lot of for some reasons. For some reason they left their car, which was working perfectly fine. For some reason they wandered forward to try and find shelter. And they did find it. For some reason, they didn't eat any of the food to the point where they died. And then men left the cabin to try and find help and couldn't because it was just too cold. That is an explanation that doesn't make any sense, but at least is plausible.
1: Like it could, that could have happened. Yeah, there's nothing outside the realms of physics it's, it's only, it only defies logic. It doesn't defy science in the way that paranormal stories should. That's very well worded. And believe me, if I had got
0: one hit when I Googled snow ghost, snow ghost would have been the conclusion. Also <laughs> winter cryptid, any of that shit, I would have hammered that nail down. That would have been it. Like right out of left field, you're like, yeah, obviously these are three men under tremendous stress. Uh huh. Uh huh. I think it was a snow ghost.
1: I think it haunted them to death up in the wilderness. And what's that based on? One Google result <laughs> to a fan fiction posted on WeChat in Mandarin Chinese in t- 2003. <laughs> it's like, oh, you don't believe in snow ghosts? Well, here's their number one hit single. <laughs> it's like, this is a band. Yes, I see that now. This is a band. Okay. But does that mean that they were not also haunted by a ghost of the snow? So Yeah, it absolutely does. Where would this name have come from? Please, so high.
0: Without fact. Look, it's a weird one, guys. It's a strange one. I'm glad we investigated it. It's also quite a heartbreaking story because, I mean, in the end, uh, these five good friends, uh, some of which were suffering with mental illnesses, just died out in the wilderness. And for some reason, no one found them for four months. It's uh, it's pretty sad. It's pretty heartbreaking stuff. I think, uh, hopefully, I speak for me and Kit when I say we do not believe this was a paranormal case. Nope. No paranormal activity, no snow ghosts, nothing like that. But, hey, I think it was a great story. Hopefully, I didn't disappoint on the delivery of that sweet, sweet conclusion. Because, you know, I, d- I did realize, yes... I Maybe I padded out the first episode a little bit.
1: Sure. And you did kind of big this up to be one of the strangest, most sensational cases that we would ever cover. I think we talked for five minutes about
0: the differences between Chica and Chica State, <laughs> which ultimately were very little. There's almost no difference. But hey. What a case. I'm glad that we investigated it. If you have your own theories as to what the hell just happened to these guys, please let us know by emailing us in at thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to get involved with even more fun, awesome, entertaining paranormal memes, then you can head on over to our secret society. It's a secret society. It's It's on Facebook, sure. But it also exists in the real world. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a place you can go to. It's a commune. It's not a cult.
1: You know, uh, did you see the last John Wick movie? No, I didn't. Okay. Do you see any of the John Wick movies? No, I haven't. Okay. Awesome. So in John Wick, (laughs) there's like a a hotel. (laughs) The credits state John Wick slow motion
0: tracking shot into John's house. It's like, oh, so you're just going to tell me the entire trilogy.
1: (laughs) I start acting it out. (laughs) John. Have you come for me? (laughs) You've got to come back for one last job, John. I'm retired. Turns out you haven't seen it either. (laughs) (laughs) The point being that uh, in John Wick there exists, uh, and probably the real world, let's be honest, a hotel run entirely by assassins. Uh, and inside the hotel, they just do assassin business, basically. Uh, oh. In the paranormal world, there also exists such a hotel. I'm obviously not going to give you the name of uh, this hotel. I'm not going to give you the location. But um, paranormal secret society members can go there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's pretty expensive. It's pretty pricey. Mini you bars a little bit overpriced. But um, it's pretty lush. If you If you want to find out the location
0: of this hotel, all right? If you want to find out the coordinates to the hotel, what you need to do is you need to follow me on Twitter at Rory has powers. You need to DM me and say the, the, the sentence, Give me the secrets, master. That exact Why do they have to sentence. to call you master. It's part of it's like, you know, when spies are talking to each other and it's like a bit windy for a Tuesday and it's like, I like my apple juice with a lime, and they're like, Mister Bond. But uh, they, yes,
1: Q. But they never. Why would they have to? Anyway. So that,
0: listen, at Rory has powers. DM me. I want the secrets, Master. Then I will DM you back with a password to get onto a secret encrypted website. Okay, this is so
1: convoluted already. From
0: that website, you will solve a riddle, and okay. once you solve that riddle, my friends, you're as good as goose. As good as, as goose. As the
1: old saying goes. I thought you we were gonna say goals. What's good as goose?
0: <laughs> Clearly never been to the hotel. Okay. He's tried he's tried five times to crack the riddle on my secret. <laughs> you. I refuse to call you master. <laughs> you didn't make it past the DMs. You were like, I want your secrets, asshole. Alright, you're not getting to the website. Come on. You're not getting to the website. I you really didn't call me the master. hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I got nowhere to stay. My air my paranormal Airbnb's almost up yeah come along come stay at the uh i think what we're saying paranormal is hotel. the
1: paranormal hotel is this facebook group
0: no it exists kit thinks it's a facebook group i tell him it's a facebook group so it's we won't What's tell that? Him. it's fine it's fine dm me tell me your secrets master uh so yeah join the facebook group if you want a lot of bunch of paranormal memes it's awesome there but another amazing secret society that you can be part of That's not the commune. That's not the
1: hotel. It's the power. Motel Holiday (laughs) Inn, ladies and gentlemen. This is where the party goes down after hours. That's right. DM me. Give me the keys, bitch. On Twitter. (laughs) And I will give you a mystery key in the mail. that unlocks a secret P.O. box. Facebook poke my ass. To receive a
0: digital e-vite. It's our uh, Patreon that you can go on to, which is um, patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life. Hopefully, I don't know. But on that on that Patreon, for as little as five buckaroonies a month, you can get a whole ton of bonus episodes. I mean, we've been doing bonus episodes now for pff, a year, maybe more. Something like that. So, I mean, there's a, there's a huge backlog there for you to just enjoy of additional content. Even lower than that, if you... Just do two or three dollars a month, one of those two numbers. You can also get your name shouted out right here on this beautiful podcast. And hell, it's no reservation at the Paranormal Hotel, but it's pretty great. So thank you very much to... Beth Green! Beth Green has the best green. That's right, if you want that marijuana, then... <laughs> then Beth is gonna get ya. You've definitely never smoked weed in your life. I have toked so hard that it blew my ass out, sir. So I think that's something that happens with
1: drugs. (laughs) You're absolutely an undercover narc for this. You (laughs) blew your ass out (laughs) on weed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a narc, so Beth,
0: just I'd love some of that sweet, sweet ganj. You could just supply me with your home address, name. Um, I'd love to hook hook up and you have a toke. So please, I'm not a cop. Thanks, Beth. Thanks also to Blair
1: Bews.
0: If it isn't scary, Blairy. The only reason I know this guy is because I saw a news report about him. Where he used to sneak into old folks' homes and try and just
1: scare people. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I think that he thought that's how inheritances worked. Like Mm. if he was the one to kill them, then he he got the money. Highlander thing. There can only be one. Exactly. Exactly. But I mean, they told him that right when he was like in the closet, full clown makeup, (laughs) ready to pop. Mm -hmm. So. Scary Blary was his name. He was, you know, shamed all over town. I'm glad to see that... Oh my god, he actually got some of that money. Seems like it. I He's mean, throwing it back to he us. He should
1: be in prison.
0: Oh, absolutely. Maybe he can't get hold of his estate. This is being siphoned off to podcasts. Hey, Scary Blary, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks also to Jamie Gregory. It's Jamie Gregory. He's listening to our stories. We have a pod cast so give us cash there's a little song just for
1: you was jamie gregory Adlib? was that a improv right off the top of my head man really you made that up it was actually pretty awesome
0: i lied that was a snow ghost song i'm sorry i i completely so you did listen to them <laughs> one or two songs jamie recommended them to me
1: thanks also to guy
0: remington this guy is Famous for throwing those high school parties. That's right. He gets the booze. He gets the ganja. He gets everything together to have a good time. The guy, I would love to come to one of your parties, man. I'd love to come with, like, just You'd me. You'd like to go to a high school party? Just me and the squad. Me and my friends. You're in your late the boys.
1: 20s. Why would you want to go? hey Just hang out, man. What age are the boys? The boys? Well, the boys, um. Because boys would insinuate pretty young. You've got, um, uh, Lieutenant James.
0: Just James, not Lieutenant. I, that's his code name. Because L- he's such. He's an officer of party. Old. No, 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 no. We're not. We're not cops.
1: Is that Lieutenant I, Jane, James over there in the thrasher shirt? <laughs> he looks about 90. <laughs> I can see his handcuffs. <laughs> he's still wearing his badge. He's trying to fit in in a cool, youthful environment, but he's still smoking a pipe. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's a Meerschaum smoking ganja from a <laughs> Meerschaum pipe.
0: Um, just if you could invite us to the party, man, that'd be cool. No arrests, just fun. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry, that was weird. That was jarring. Uh, just fun.
1: Thank you to Real saint They say saint is the Real Deal. <laughs> <laughs> a purveyor of all the most highly
0: illegal shit. Ooh very nice, very nice. You know, I love that hashtag illegal activity. Me and James, my buddy James, would love to come hang out and just take a look at some of your rail stuff that you got going on there. That would be awesome. That'd be really cool. So if you just supply me with your home address, phone number, and um, your medical history as well would be
1: awesome. Why would you need someone's medical history to hang out with them? Send me like I mean, Maybe their address, but
0: send me your snapchat code and your fingerprints baby and let's just let's just see where this night takes us me and Luke, me and james are in thank you to sarah allen sarah i don't want to scare you but when it comes to our relationship i'm allen was so aggressive it was super I think I came up a little strong there Sarah I meant to say you know thank you so much for supporting the show you I really a- I really appreciate what you're doing it helps us every week to be able to continue this thing and more or less I'm all in sorry there's no way to, to say that without
1: saying, Why are you saying like Charlie Sheen I'm all in
0: I'm winning and I'm all in I'm all,
1: I'm all in I think we gotta move on thank move you on. Sarah thank you so much Sarah thanks also to Alex Jones Alex buh bu- bu- bone that's right, I think he's the one
0: and only skeleton that straight up listens to our podcast, which is remarkable. I'm not even sure how he, yeah, because, I mean, ears are just cartilage, right? So it's it's literally, I think he just presses it and the vibrations just go into his whole body. So, I mean, he's scary enough, let alone with a pair of AirPods jammed in his skeleton head he's just shaking with laughter and rage. And rage? I don't think he can hear anything. I think he's just laughing at the thought. Is thoughts. he alive? Are you sure? Now that I think about it, I think I just put my AirPods on a skeleton.
1: The man you killed?
0: Yeah. They were 150 pounds as well, so I probably should have... I'm going to go back and get him after this. But thank you, Alex. Thanks, lastly, but not leastly, to Pricey Luke. Pricey Luke will get you a sweet bag of kook. Kook. Cocaine is what I'm... That was a street name uh, for... For cocaine. Or diet kook. Which is the, like, the less harmful version of math, I think. So I don't care if it is a little pricey, and I don't care if you're a little dicey. I'd like to to buy a bag off you, sir. To have a a great night with me and James. Just uh, open up a bag of kook and get blasted.
1: Or, or whatever we kids say these days. Lieutenant James is trying to get wizard status this weekend <laughs> with coke bags. So, if, or kook
0: bag, cuck bags. I don't know what. Else. So, if you could um just tell us your name, address, TikTok handle, and spit in a jar for us, that, that would be just so excessive. Was is like you know. Saliva packed some of that weird shit. Actually, a blood pack would be great if you could get a sample or like just a I shouldn't have said sample, that sounded weird, but like just some of your blood. Send me your 23andMe data, send me your ancestor.com. That's I want to know we're related, bro, because we're both so awesome. Yeah, come on, just send all that stuff over. That'd be great. Me and (laughs) me and James, I was imagining James is like aviator mustache like six feet wrinkled us all (laughs) have. me and james will take a look at it and um yeah let's let's party let's party man and that about wraps it up for this week and our investigation into the american dyatlov pass incident thank you so much everyone for joining us i hope you enjoyed this very strange and unsettling conclusion and we will be back next week with a brand new paranormal tale